Welcome to Lex Chat. My name is Lexi, singer, rapper, writer, recording engineer, model, all around entertainer, and thank you so much for joining me today. This show is dedicated to music and entertainment where we talk about the industry and the business and we help each other to become better artists. Sorry, literally before I started recording, somebody decided to get in their car. But anyway, you can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L on Instagram and YouTube every Wednesday night to be part of the conversation. If you miss the live, you can hear the replay on Mondays at 8 a.m. on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, YouTube, please make sure to like the video, leave comments to continue the conversation, subscribe and hit the notification bell to be notified each and every time I post a new piece of content. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple podcast, please give me a five out of five star rating and leave a review. All of these things really help me by telling the algorithms that this is a good piece of content that they should push in front of audiences. So I would greatly appreciate you doing that for me. If you would like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please consider becoming a patron of mine on patreon.com slash LexiATL. That's patreon.com slash L-E-X-C-A-T-L. And for as little as $5 per month, you'll be supporting me and getting early access to content. This week on Lex Chat, let's chat about finances. I mentioned this before, but now that I'm actually going through the process of preparing to file my taxes, I want to finally do an episode on taxes and money and financial planning. Um, I want to talk to you about staying organized with your money throughout the year to make the tax prep portion easier for yourself and thinking through what you're going to do with the money you get back. If you're not getting any money back this year, we'll talk about that. And hopefully you were putting away your tax money so that won't be such a big deal. But if this sounds like a conversation you'd be interested in listening to, stay tuned. Before we get into the topic for today, I want to start off by giving a shout out to my sponsors. Shout out to Mr. Flat Shoals, who is a patron of mine. Thank you so much for supporting me in a way that I can feel. If you would like to become a patron, get early access to content and shout outs on Lex Chat, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL, patreon.com slash LexiATL. ATL. Shout out to Eb Slade for hair and makeup. Get both done in one place. Eb Slade gives me full hair service and full makeup service every time I go to visit her. She washes, detangles, shampoos, conditions, dries, braids it down, and styles, all included in the price. And y'all know if you live in Atlanta, that is a big deal okay then when the hair is done she does a full face of makeup if you also added that on to your service okay so full service everybody you walk in looking basic and you walk out looking like a baddie that's the tagline that I've decided to start using when I talk about her because that's how I feel came in looking basic and I'm walking out looking like a baddie her prices are extremely competitive and she only focuses on me the entire time until the look is done I love her work and if you love what you've seen her do for me through the pictures I've been posting through the videos I've been doing and my hair's been real cute yeah that's because of Ebb Slade so if you want to book for yourself or for a friend or family member make sure you check out Ebb Slade because right now especially she is doing a special through Valentine's Day 
all hair services are just $50 and all makeup services are just $20. Okay. This sale is going on through February 14th. All right. $50 for all hair services and $20 for all makeup services. If you're in the Atlanta area, definitely make sure you take advantage of this deal and go follow Eb Slade at Eb Slade to book her services on Instagram, Eb Slade at E-B-S-L-A-Y-E-D on Instagram and tell her Lexi sent you. Next up, we have Glory Apparel. Glory stands for God's Love Over Rebellious Youth. What's up, David's World 1898? What's up? Uh, Glory stands for God's Love Over Rebellious Youth. You can shop the brand at God's Love Over Rebellious Youth.store. Their mission is to show people how loved they are by God. Check out the first collection, Loved Ones, which I am a featured model for. A percentage of all sales from this collection will be donated to helping people get help. We want to see our people be healthy emotionally and mentally. So every month we will be paying for as many people as we can to go to therapy. Through your purchases, you will help people all over the world find safe spaces to process their life experiences in a healthy way that will ultimately lead to a healthy life. If you resonate with that message and you like what you see when you check out the collection, you can shop the look at God's Love Over Rebellious Youth store or visit their Instagram page at Glory Apparel One and click the link in their bio to shop. If you'd like to become a sponsor of Lex Chat and advertise your services or products, you can contact me through Instagram at LexiATL. That's Instagram at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. You can send me an email at LexiSolo at gmail.com, L-E-X-C-S-O-L-O at gmail.com. Or you can send me a text message to 404-692-1299. Again, that is a text message to 404-692-1299. Thank you so much to all of my sponsors. Now let's jump into the announcements. Remember that I have merchandise for sale. I got product that I'm pushing, all right? I got hats, I got wristbands, I got lighters with the built-in bottle opener. I keep showing y'all this every week. And all of this stuff is available on my website. These are like affirmation bracelets. They say hashtag winner, hashtag keeper. And I basically have all of the colors of the rainbow. Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. And of course we got black and white and pink is on there. I got pink ones as well. That's also for breast cancer. And then I got the Lexi Burn lighters, which say Burn Lexi. And it has a built-in bottle opener. So if you smoking and if you drinking, then I got you covered. And then I got the Lexi posters. Those of you who are watching, you can see my artistic ones in the background there. I also got some sexy Lexi posters with some more sexy poses. So that's what you're into. And you want to hang me up on your wall? Just like the old school, right? Feel free. All of this stuff is available on my website at LexiATL.com. That's L-E-X-C-A-T-L.com. Click on the shop tab to get these items. What's up, this Tigger 813 That's cool. Keep it up, Lexi. Thank you. Next announcement, Panyarder's Mass Band launch on Sunday, February 19th. Panyarder's Mass Band is Atlanta's number one carnival costume designer and producer. And on February 19th, they will be presenting their designs for 2023. I am one of the models presenting a costume and 
I've never done this kind of fashion show before. This is probably the closest I've ever been to my Jamaican roots as well. I will be dancing in full costume and headdress and I'll really be getting closer to my Caribbean roots with all of this. So I'm really excited. I haven't danced like this for anyone. So I'm nervous. I mean, not in public, of course, for myself, for my mirror, but not in public. So I'm nervous, but I am really excited. And um, this is my first year performing with them. But I do hope to perform with them every year because it'll just be something that's really cool to keep up with, you know. So the launch is going to be held at Caribbean Connection Cultural Center at 2620 Park Central Boulevard in Decatur, Georgia. Although sometimes it does come up as Stonecrest, okay? So that's Sunday, February 19th at 3 p.m. at Caribbean Connection Cultural Center at 2620 Park Central Boulevard in Decatur or Stonecrest, Georgia, okay? Tickets are available for this event. Um, I will update my website so that when you click on, when you go to my website and you see the shows, I forgot, I just realized I forgot to put the link for it in there, but I will have that in there for you. So... Make sure you get your tickets and I will be there. Uh, this ticket 813, can we get a preview of this dancing? No, 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 no. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta come to the show. You gotta come to the show. But it's a lot of like winding and grinding, a little bit of twerking, you know, shaking booty and all of that. It's gonna be really sexy and I'm gonna be in the feathers. So yeah, Sunday, February 19th, Caribbean Connection Cultural Center. Next announcement, 90s sitcom prom. Break out your best 90s wardrobe and let's have a prom. Presented by the Black Market Network, this is the first annual 90s sitcom prom being held on Saturday, February 25th. This is an all-day event at Atlanta Utility Works in East Point, Georgia. That's Atlanta Utility Works at 2903 RN Martin Street. East Point, Georgia. Myself, along with many others, will be performing live starting at 8 p.m. So please make sure you come check it out in your best 90s outfit. The pop-up market is free, but to show the artists extra love and support for this show and to help put a little money into our pocket, when you go to the Eventbrite, make sure you scroll all the way down until you see GA Live Party and Show and click on the one that says Lexi in parentheses. Tickets are $15 and each artist is getting 100% of their ticket sales. So when you select my selection, the one that has Lexi in parentheses right next to it, then you'll be helping me to get paid if you care, but that's a nice little detail. So yes, again, come out for some 90s nostalgia and come party and drink like it's 1999. I'll see y'all there. Next order of business, Smoking Mirrors is my first gospel song. It is available on all streaming platforms. It was produced by Maurice Beats. Shout out to Maurice Beats. If you are listening to the playback of this episode, then you can hear Smoking Mirrors playing in the background. Make sure you check it out on your favorite streaming platform. It's literally available everywhere. I checked. It's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on Amazon, it's on Google, it's on YouTube, and it's on TikTok. You know what? I haven't searched. I haven't looked for it on Instagram yet, but pretty much it is in all of your favorite streaming. It is on all of your favorite streaming platforms, okay? So sing to it, make reels and TikToks to it. Let me know what you think about it, whatever. I just hope that it inspires you and helps you. It's one of those songs my music definitely always has a story or a message behind it, but this one is like one of those inspirational types, okay? So 
In order to celebrate the release of Smoke and Mirrors, I'm giving away a total of $100 worth of gift cards or cash. Five winners will be selected. Five winners total will be selected and each of them will get $20 gift card or send money directly to y'all through a payment app. Two winners have already been selected at Detroit Dope and at Child MC. Both of them opted to get a direct payment to their cash app. So congratulations to them. They were the first two winners. Today, as promised, today is the third drawing for the giveaway. And what's that? This is the pieces of paper with all the names in it. Yeah. If you follow the rules to be entered, and you did what I asked to get extra entries, then you have the opportunity to win as little as $20, or if your luck is that good, you could win the entire $100, okay? So if you've entered once, you're entered for all five drawings, assuming that you did what you had to do to get at least five entries in the giveaway. And if your luck is just that good. But if you're a patron of mine, your name was automatically entered five times or as much as your tier level, may the odds be ever in your favor. Let's see who's gonna win this drawing. So fun, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. Okay, ready? ASMR, I'm not looking. Let's see who won. Hey, my boy Henry. My boy Henry won at lit train, lit underscore train 25 is the winner. Oh my God, I'm just so happy that I'm able to get y'all some money. That's all I'm excited about. Yes, you know why? Because this is gonna inspire people to watch my page and interact with the content. So that's what I'm excited about. But hey, it's my boy Henry at lit underscore train 25. He is the third winner, congratulations. You get a $20 gift card, or let me know if you prefer for me to send your money through Cash App or Apple Pay or something like that. I'll be sending you a message after Lex chat, so please make sure you respond within 24 hours. If you are listening, if you're listening and you're interested in entering the giveaway, make sure you pay attention to my Instagram page. I've pinned the Smoke and Mirrors post to the top of my page so you can't miss it. Make sure you are following the rules exactly as I say in the post and in the caption. To enter the giveaway, all right, you have to be doing three things. If you're wondering, Distiga813 says, how do I sign up? I'm about to tell you right now. To enter the giveaway, you have to be doing at least three things. Why did I, hang, why did I hold up two fingers? You gotta be doing at least three things, okay? To enter the giveaway, you have to be following me, LexiATL, L-E-X-C-A-T-L on Instagram. You have to like the Smoke and Mirrors post that is pinned to the top of my page. And then you have to comment with Smoke and Mirror emojis, okay? That's how you get one entry. To get extra entries, you can tag up to five people for five extra entries. So tag people in the comment section, right? You can share the post to your stories and tag me for an entry. So that'll be one entry a day. So share the story once a day until like the next drawing or whatever. Each day that you share the story and tag me in it, that gets you an extra entry. You can, since it's already released, the pre-save um, or pre-download option is not available. But what you can do is you can buy the song, buy it and download it 
from iTunes and send me a screenshot for 10 extra entries, okay? The winners are drawn at random. I have this little bowl. It's a bunch of little pieces of paper. Um, it's a scratch piece of paper. That's why you see the colors on the back. But they are drawn at random, and I will reach out to whoever is chosen. If that person does not respond within 24 hours, the next draw will get your prize. So again, make sure you're following me and pay attention to my Instagram page to enter the giveaway. The next giveaway announcements are going to be made on Wednesday, February 8th of 2023 and Wednesday of February 15th of 2023. Okay. Uh, this ticket813 says I have a Android. I don't have smoke and mirror emoji. Or just comment, just comment smoke and mirror, smoke and mirrors, and that'll that'll enter you as well. Cause a few other people had that same problem. So yeah, just comment the words smoke and mirrors and I will allow that as well. So there's definitely still time to enter to win. Of course, there's going to be two more drawings. So you can either win $20 at this point or you can win $40 if your luck is that good. So congratulations again to at lit underscore train 25. You are the third winner of the drawing. Yay. So excited. Okay. I got to make sure I send that after this. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Let's move on to the hot take of tonight. And uh, yeah, this this portion always gets me nervous because I'm not planning this out. This is just me like free balling off the top of my head. And uh, I just worry about being eloquent. But anyway, so today's hot take is that nobody really cares about album sales anymore the way that album sales used to be a big deal maybe 10 to 20 years ago, okay? And we're gonna start our timer. This is five minutes, but I always go over. I just don't want it to be too long. So why do I say this? Somebody was asking me to talk about, you know, do you think Ice Spice's album is gonna sell well? And honestly, I don't I don't pay attention to Ice Spice like that. And uh, the music she makes, I'm not, it's good for what it's good for, but I don't necessarily, it's not something that I'm following, you know? So this person asked me that question, but in my mind, I just had a conversation over the phone with somebody else yesterday about how they think Chloe Bailey's album is going to perform. And her album is set to release in March. So I didn't even know that Ice Spice dropped an album because I don't follow her. Like I'm not her audience, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not a, it's not shade or anything. It's just, I'm not her audience. I don't seek out her content, but I do follow Chloe Bailey and I did see her post. And I think YouTube ads have been hitting me as well, saying that the album is set to release in March of this year, 2023. So do I think these albums will sell well? My hot take on the matter is no. And why are they not going to sell well? They are not going to sell well because people don't care enough about the artists. People don't care enough about albums and music the way that they used to care, like I said, 10 to 20 years ago. I remember like 10 to 20 years ago, and I'm basing this off of how I experienced music. <clears throat> I'm basing this off of how I experienced music growing up. And I remember I used to be so excited for my favorite artists to drop their music and drop their album. And the single would be released and a music video would come out with it. 
and my favorite music video platform at the time was 106 in Park. If it wasn't 106 in Park, then it was MTV's TRL. Um, so then it was a huge deal to premiere a music video on these shows. Okay. So it was a whole event. They would do that. And usually that single release was like the announcement of the album. It was like a buildup and anticipation for the album. Right. And then after that, the album would drop. And of course that song would be on the album. Everything would be ready. And then the artist basically is gearing up to go on a tour or they're doing a radio run, press run, stuff like that. So what I'm getting at with this, right, by mentioning those little details, I got excited, like, and you would hear it on the radio, right? So you would hear it on the radio and then they would be announcing the world premiere of the video and then the album would actually drop and then they would announce a tour. So there was just like a certain order of how things were done. And I'm thinking, let me get some water on this. The reason why I say people don't really care is because the nature of how we interact with music these days has changed a lot. With the introduction of social media, we don't have, gatekeeping is really not a thing anymore, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. Because of the introduction of social media, things like the music industry has been like decentralized, like labels are not necessarily a need anymore, right? If you can figure out how to crack the algorithm and you can figure out how to become viral, and if you're a smart artist, you already have a foundation set down so that when you get a viral moment, you can keep attention because you have something that's holding people to you. I think unfortunately with some people that go viral, they weren't expecting it. So they don't um, have anything, like they have to rush to get material out there, right? But a smart artist has been preparing and they have stuff to be found once that viral moment of theirs hits, right? So with social media, there's like a lack of gatekeeping. So anybody with a phone, anybody with internet, has the potential to get a bunch of attention without having to go through a label, without having to go to radio, without having to have shot a music video. So in a lot of ways, and I love the tool of social media as a marketing thing, but in a lot of ways, social media has messed up the, um, exclusivity is not the right word, but that's what I'm gonna say. In a lot of ways, social media has messed up the exclusivity of who could become a big name or like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it was a big deal when you made it to radio. It's a big deal when you made it to 106 in Park or TRL or some other um, video program, right? It was a big deal when you got on the morning show. It was a big deal when you just did all these interviews and you know, you get on Breakfast Club or I don't, man, there was no Breakfast Club back then, but I don't know what it was back then. But basically radio is a huge deal, you know what I mean? Because of the access that's been given because of social media, pretty much anybody can come out. And then technology as well. Technology, I had to crack my neck. <laughs> technology has made it so that it's pretty easy for people to record at home or you can record on your phone now, you can record on your iPad 
and the quality will be decent enough that people are okay to listen to it. And, um, you could become viral off of that. And then what, what else happened the other day? There was an article that came out maybe like two, three weeks, maybe a month ago that said 700,000 songs are released, distributed on Spotify every week. And if y'all heard the DJ Power Summit ATL recap episode, then you'll know that Rap Juggernaut did a little bit of music math with us and said that, you know, basically there's 2 million, 714, 21, 28. There's almost 3 million songs being released every single month. The market is oversaturated basically, right? And you have like a 0.01982, some, some, something like that. 0.01% chance of breaking through that saturation. And there are so many things that go into breaking that formula. So when I say that, I don't think anybody's really going to care that Ice Spice release an album. I don't think anybody's really going to care that Chloe Bailey releases an album. And is it going to sell well? No, albums have not been selling well the past five years, really, and probably really longer than that. But I just haven't done the proper research to give, you know, more figures on that. But I don't think even with someone like a Saweetie, right? These people have like millions of followers, but they're only selling like five to 20,000 units. It's also social media has also changed how we consume the music. So it's no longer even you buying an album, right? It's streaming. How many streams can you get to equal one album purchase? And that's really messed up a lot of things as well. So is anybody going to care because of how we consume music these days? I'm going to say no. Is it going to sell well because of how people consume music? No. Although in my personal opinion, I am wanting to see and hear a Chloe Bailey album more than an Ice Spice album. Uh, just because, you know, the songs that Ice Spice came out with, uh, Bikini Bottom was her second single. And then Munch was her first single. Those were cool. They definitely had viral moments. And I would say that Ice Spice gained more viral um, momentum than Chloe Bailey has. However, it's a very trendy song. And it's like the hype of that is gone, right? And then the hype of Bikini Bottom came and went like that, right? Her songs, like, they're not bad. They're just, they're definitely party and club songs, which... Me personally, I'm just not the audience. I'm not seeking out that kind of music. I'll be real with you. I'm always real. I'll be transparent with you. I'm not seeking out that kind of music. I don't seek out stuff from Ice Spice. Chloe Bailey, I'm not really seeking out like that either. But because Beyonce is one of my top three influences and Chloe Bailey is Beyonce's artist, I'm more excited and I have more anticipation for Chloe Bailey than I do in Ice Spice. And Chloe Bailey has been, even though I haven't really been following her music, um, like I didn't listen to For the Night in its entirety, um, but I do like what she's been doing. And I like what she did with her sister. Side note, I wish she would have given that duet act longer, more time before she decided to go solo. But that's another discussion for another day. But are these artists interesting enough, you know? Back then when it was all about the music and Beyonce would say the same thing when it was all about the music and it wasn't about scandals, it wasn't about your personal life, then people would like the sales would reflect like people would follow the music more. Right. But now if you're not an interesting person, 
people aren't paying attention to you. And unfortunately, attention is not a currency. So I think where a lot of us are getting it wrong, we think that just because you get attention, that the attention is going to translate into dollars. But that's not necessarily the truth. And we can see that like you got some of these people got millions of followers, but they can't even sell five to 20,000 units. Like that's a problem. Like even 1% of a million is a hundred. I'm sorry, it's 10,000. A hundred thousand would be um, 10% of a million. Yeah, 1% of a million would be 10,000. So you can't get 1% of your following to buy your album outright. That's a problem because people are more interested in paying attention to the antics. They're not interested enough in, unless you're proving yourself to be an interesting person. And by interesting, I mean like, they resonate with who you are. They relate to you. A lot of these artists are doing things that are antic and gimmicky, but they're not showing that they relate to or connect to the audience. Unless you listen to the music and then like Summer Walker, oh my God, girl, I listened to this when I was going through a breakup, blah, 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 or Scissor, you know, uh, Sizzler, Scissor. <laughs> I'm sorry, girl, I didn't mean to mess up your name. But um, yeah, so they their music does well because people connect well with the breakup music. I don't like listening to that all the time because I don't want to be depressed all the time and their music makes me sad. But anyway, um, the only person in my opinion that I could say is like a superstar from the past five to 10 years, like a newer female artist that's come out. In my opinion, Doja Cat is the closest thing to a traditional superstar that we have right now. She's interesting, she's funny, she interacts with her fans. Um, I don't really love the way she talks to people sometimes, but I'm not a day one fan of Doja Cat. So, you know, but honestly, she's the only one that I could see being like having an anticipation for her album. She's done world tours successfully and she has a following all around the world. Right. So I think that makes more of a difference. So that's my hot take. Um, people ain't buying albums like that because the artists are not interesting enough and uh, people don't care enough about their music to want to buy it outright. And we are in a spectator society. That is my hot take. We are in a spectator society and attention does not equal dollars. Attention does not translate to money a lot of times. Um, so yeah, that's my hot take. And I uh, hope y'all like that. Let me know what you feel about my hot take in the comment section down below if you are listening or watching on YouTube. And yeah, join me on the conversation of that. But yeah. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, I'm saying way too many fillers. So that is it for the hot take. Let's get into the Lex chat after these messages. We're talking about money. We're talking about finance. Let's get into it after these messages. Let's get into the topic for today, which is finances. More specifically, it's tax time, which means some of us are really excited to see what we're getting back or 
some of you are dreading this time of year. I'm willing to bet that if you're dreading this time of year, it is only because you didn't do the preparation necessary to make this time of year less scary and less stressful. What I'm hoping to do with this episode is to help you create a system that's going to help you prepare for tax season every year. I also hope you can take away some of my practices and apply it to your own business. I'm breaking this down into five sections, okay? Bank accounts and spending, organization through spreadsheets, things you should be documenting like income, expenses, mileage, etc., analyzing your trends, and planning your spending for the upcoming year. Now, I need to make this very clear that I am not advising any of you personally. I'm not advising anyone who is tuned in. I'm not telling anyone what to do with your money. All I'm doing is telling you about tools and systems that have helped me. Do not take anything I'm saying as financial counsel, okay? Everyone's financial situation is different. And to really give each of you the right guidance, we would need to sit down on an individual basis and go through your individual finance story okay so let me know if you're interested in being counseled and we can set up a call and a consultation all right let's get into it let's get into it i have been wanting to get into this topic for a long time it's just an episode of this magnitude takes time to explain And um, today I'm not really trying to go into like heavy, heavy detail because that would make this episode way too long, but um, I'm going to give some basics on what I do for myself. And then I'm going to show you some of the tools. If you are listening to this live, then you're just going to have to wait until the replay, but I'm going to show on my screen some of the tools that I use to help myself prepare every single year. What's up? What's up, Ike? Lexi, hey, yeah. What's up, Mike? How you doing? I'm sorry, Ike. Ike, Ike, Ike. I saw the the mixed. What's up, Ike? How you doing? Remember when I used to call you EK? That's crazy. The man, knowing multiple languages kind of screws up your pronunciation of words and names. But yeah, so all of that being said, I'm going to show some of the tools. If you are a patron of mine, then you are going to have free access to these tools. Otherwise, Find out how you can get your copy of some of the tools that I'll be mentioning throughout this chat, okay? Um, If you're interested, then I'm going to make some kind of link to make these tools available to everybody. But if you're a patron, then you already have access to these tools. So let's get into these sections. Section number one, and I want to make sure that I'm timing this out properly so this won't be too, too long. But section number one is bank accounts and spending, all right? So quick little rundown, right? You don't have to necessarily like right off the bat, I would just say I did because it was recommended that I do it from my professors. Oh, hold up. Ike said, yep, annoying. Glad you learned better. And yeah, let me relax and take notes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I messed up your name. I was always calling you Ike. I don't know, thought maybe you're like African-African for some reason. And uh, since I study so many languages, like my brain gets confused sometimes. So I'm really sorry. Your name is Ike, not Ike. Ike, Ike, Ike. Ike remixed unplugged. I got it now. So all right, bank accounts and spending, okay? It is tax time. So I wanna help 
I want to help us get organized with our money. And I want this to be like just another day in the office. This time of year, I want it to be just another day in the office. Just an easy number crunching session. So this first section, bank accounts and spending. It's not totally necessary, but in my opinion, if you want to be considered a, I am Nigerian. Oh, okay. In my opinion, if you want to be considered serious business and you want to set a good foundation for yourself, then I believe you should apply for an LLC. I'm based in Georgia. I believe it's about $250 to apply for an expedited LLC. And you can do it online at the Secretary of State um, website for Georgia. Whatever state you are in, search Secretary of State and then whatever the name of your state is. And then the government website should pop up and there should be a thing that allows you to sign up as an LLC for a business, okay? If you are one person, you're a sole proprietor, then you are most likely going to be, um, what is it? You're, you're most likely gonna be considered a sole proprietor. There are other types of corporations that you can set up, but LLC, and this information is from Carter Cofield. This is the Entrepreneur Tax Saving Guide by Carter Cofield. Of then this is from Cofield's Concepts, which is his show. This is his entity or whatever. Um, which entity is best for your business, and how can you set it up? LLC is a limited liability corporation. You can apply for it, create it in any state. Best entity for entrepreneurs that have a net income under forty thousand establishes credibility and gives you asset protection, easy to set up and maintain. There's an S Corp, which does have some restrictions, but it's the best entity for entrepreneurs that have net income over $40,000 per year, establishes credibility, gives you asset protection and provides tax savings. You have to do payroll even if you are the sole member. There's a C corporation. It's the best entity for entrepreneurs that want to sell shares of equity for capital or go public. It establishes credibility, gives you asset protection, has double taxation, which is a very bad thing. Okay. So that is from the entrepreneur tax saving guide by Carter Cofield. Highly recommend that y'all follow him on Instagram and take his online tax course, which is what I did for myself. Okay. And actually some of the things that I'm going to tell y'all here, I got a lot of my organization as far as like on the bank side, I got my organizing, uh, systems from him. So yeah, apply for an LLC. If you're a sole proprietor, you're making less than 40,000 per year, and then you can apply for an EIN number employer identification number. It is free to do. It's not necessary for real if you're a sole proprietor, but it's nice to have and it is free, so why not? Um, and you apply for an EIM number by going to irs.gov. Is that the IRS's website? IRS, just go to their website and you can apply for an EIM, EIN. It's free. Just make sure you have your articles ready from when you set up your LLC, all right? Next up, I would say find a bank with free checking. Um, I also forgot to say that this advice is gonna be for more so for entrepreneurs and for um, contractors, people who are self-employed, so keep that in mind. Find a bank with free checking. It can be any bank that you designate as your business account. It doesn't have to be specifically a business account, but it can just be an account that you are designating as your business account, all right? If you can find one that's free, 
I was lucky enough to get with back then it was called Fidelity Bank or the Lion Bank but um now it's called Ameris they've since changed over and they have free business checking accounts the savings accounts are not free you have to have like a minimum balance in there and to be completely transparent I don't make enough money to be able to maintain the minimum balance that they require so I just have a bunch of free checking accounts okay so I opened up five business accounts with Ameris okay five checking accounts one the first one is the income account so the income account is all incoming money when people pay you when you deposit cash payments from your clients when you get a check everything goes into this account if you get cash app and you um, people are paying you through cash app you're depositing you're transferring from cash app into this account all right all the money that's coming in there's the income account the second account would be your payroll account the third account would be an account for taxes the next account would be an account for business expenses and then the fifth account would be the profit account okay for me personally if we're splitting this into a pie right income is 100% and we're gonna bust it down for me personally 70% of the money I make is going towards my payroll. How I determine that, I need to make, I can live off of $1,700 a month. I'm just letting y'all all into my business. But I can live off of $1,700 a month and be okay. So that's about 70% of what I'm making each month gives me that $1,700. So my payroll is 70% of all income. My business expense, my taxes, sorry, my taxes, I set aside 20% of all the income. Business expenses, 9% of all the income, and then my profit is 1% of all the income. And I just had the thought today that I'm going to play with these numbers a little bit as far as like the business expense and the profit. I'm gonna play with these numbers a little bit. But you know, I would say definitely set aside 20 to 25% for taxes and then bust down your accounts how you see fit, but that's just the breakdown that I do for myself. Next up, let's talk about spending. If you're taking notes, then write. The next bullet point is spending. Get a dedicated, and this should come with the account when you sign up, but get a dedicated debit or credit card that's gonna be attached to your business account, either to the income account or the, um, the business expense account, probably the business expense account would be better to do because it'll be easier to keep track of that way. Um, I did receive, well, actually, I think they gave me the option to receive cards for the accounts. If they gave me cards for like the income account, the payroll account, the taxes and the profit account, then I cut those cards up because they're not gonna be used. There should be no reason why I'm taking any debits from those accounts okay so I don't need one for the payroll don't need one for taxes don't need one for the profit accounts so the statements of your spending account the statements on that debit card that designated card debit or credit those can be used to help you track your business spending and business expenses as well as the business expense account itself that'll help make it easy for tracking your spending okay now let's go over Section number two, organizing through spreadsheets. And now if you are tuned in live, then we don't, I don't have the capability to show you these things live just yet. Eventually I'll figure that out. 
um, but catch these tools on the playback and then you will figure out, you will learn how to get these tools for free for yourself. If you're a patron, then you're automatically gonna get access to these things. If you are not a patron of mine, then all you gotta do is follow the links that I'll be providing, okay? So section number two, organizing through the use of spreadsheets. I'm a little old fashioned when it comes to this. I like to write out everything that I'm doing and that's the easiest way for me to see. What's up, Nautica Drip, how you doing? The easiest way for me to see everything is to write everything down or to have a spreadsheet. Now, if you are not the kind of person that wants to keep up with spreadsheets and you're not good at spreadsheets, then there are apps available. Um, I wish I wrote down the name of this app, but it's like a business expense and mileage tracker app. It's called Trip Something. Hold on, I just downloaded it. Trip something. Is it gonna show me? Trip something. I'll get the name and I'll put it in the show notes or something like that. So if you don't like using um, spreadsheets, then you can use apps. There are apps that can help you with budgeting. There are apps that can help you with tracking your mileage. That's gonna be ex- that's gonna be important for keeping record and documentation of those things, right? So. I have different sheets that I use. I have an income and expense spreadsheet, and then I have an annual income and expense spreadsheet so I can see like what happened in the year. I can see that all in one place. And then I have a payroll tracking spreadsheet, which is basically like, since I don't send myself pay stubs, this helps me to keep track of how much I'm paying myself just in case I ever need to be asked to explain what was this that you deposited into your account on this day or blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So my income and expense spreadsheet, it has a few different columns. I'm putting the date and this is all based on like when the service was done, the date, the description of the service, how much money is coming in, how much in expenses, did I make any tips? How did the client pay? And when did I deposit this money into my income account? Okay. Ike says, Ike Remixed Unplugged says PPP loans exposed. Yes. People who I kind of wish I scammed the government too. And I, I wish that I had like applied for some loans for my business, but it wasn't really affected by the pandemic. And I figured there were people who needed it more than me. But yeah, the income and expense spreadsheet, you want to keep track of when did it happen? That's the date. Describe the service and how much money did they pay you? How Did it cost you anything to facilitate this service? Did you get any tips? You don't have to put the tips in there. I do because sometimes I get tips through Cash App and you may or may not be asked to tax that. I don't tax my tips, but I, I need to figure out if I need to. And then the method of payment, did they pay you in cash? Did they pay you in Cash App? Did they pay you on Apple Pay? Did they pay you through Zelle? Um, did they pay you through a card? You know, I like to keep track of that for like when I'm studying my trends and we'll get into that later when it comes to the description, right? An example of what I'll put in there is engineering and then I'll put where I engineered. So rich productions, which room did I engineer in the a room? What's the name of the client? If I booked it myself, 
because the expense is going to be different if I book it myself versus if the studio is booking me. So I'll say Lexi slash whatever the name of my client is. But after the room, I put the client name and then I put what time was it? And this spreadsheet, like this description is basically just going to match what's on my calendar. And then money in is how much they paid me expense. So let's say that, um, I charge like 50 an hour, right? We do two hours. I have to pay the studio $25 per hour and then I keep the remainder. So that means that me and the studio are splitting it half and half, right? So money in for me would be $50 and then the expense would be $50. And then how did they pay? Cash app. When did I, when did I cash out the money into my account on this date? So that's what that is. And then I have notes in case I want to put like extra notes. Um, and then at the bottom of my spreadsheet, I have all of the totals. So how much total money in, how much total expense, how much total tips. And I have all those things calculated on my spreadsheet and I could, I could sit down and personalize this for anybody who's interested in it. But on my spreadsheet, I have it automatically calculating for how much I'm going to transfer into each of those accounts that we talked about, right? Um, EK, Ike says, no pain, no pain. You're doing good, well, better. And for having to keep that same energy, imagine that then having to figure what next, right? For auditing, tax season, write off your studio hours. Oh, I definitely write off the studio hours. So yeah, and um, on my sheet, like I was saying, I have it so it's automatically calculating what I'm gonna do and how much money I'm gonna put into each account. So from the money in, it's just doing formulas Money in, payroll is 70% of that money. Taxes is 20% of that money. Business is now 9% of that money. Profit is 1% of that money. And this will tell me like, I'm gonna transfer money out of my income account into payroll, out of income into the tax account, out of income into the business expense, out of income into the profit account. And that's just basically what that is right there. And then I have actual payout, which is like what's supposed to be on each paycheck. Don't even look at that. But the base pay, this is how much I'm deciding to pay myself. Expenses, I used to pay my phone bill from my personal credit card, but now I pay from my business credit card. And um, I don't keep track of like gas that I'm like, if I'm spending money on filling up the car, I don't do that for the business, right? Like I'll probably just write it off like a percentage of the gas money that I spent. All that to say, I don't put expenses here. Like, so it would have been like basically reimbursements, reimbursing myself. That's what I would put there. So if I use my personal card to pay for my cell phone, which is majority used for my business, then that would be in a reimbursement, right? And then how many, how much tips I made. And then for me, I have this payout surplus deficit. So if I make, my goal is to make a certain amount every month, right? If I make that and then some, then I have a, a surplus. If I don't hit that, then I have a deficit. And we'll talk about like how to account for those things later on, right? Um, Ike says, write off everything, just keep business cards. Yep, exactly. So that is the income and expense uh, spreadsheet. The next spreadsheet that I have, and this section is a lot longer than I want it to be. This episode is going to be longer than I want it to be. So I'm going to try to power through all this, okay? So the annual income expense spreadsheet is just basically everything that happened during the year, and it's putting um, 
all of that stuff into one spot so I can see and compare every single month, right? So how much did I make in January, February, March, April, May? How many, how much money did I spend in January, February, March? How much taxes did I pay? How much did I pay myself on payroll? How many tips and how much mileage? Um, oh, I forgot to mention the mileage. On my newest spreadsheet, I recently upgraded it for January, 2023. I calculate my mileage as well. So depending on which studio I went to, I'm writing down round trip from my house to this studio. How many miles is that? If you are, so there are two ways that you can write off for your car expenses, right? You either have to do mileage or you have to do like write off expenses associated with the car. So since I started out doing mileage, I have to continue doing mileage. But if you started out doing the other way, then you have to continue doing the other way. And the other way would have been, did I spend money on um, gas car? So how much did I spend at the gas station? How, is there a mile deduction? I don't know. Did I pay for maintenance? Did I put new tires? Um, did I pay for an oil change? Did I get a car wash for the car? Basically things like that. Uh, the insurance for the car. Now I think the way that I did it, I think I can write off like 80% of the expenses because I mostly use the car for business and very few miles are used um, for personal mileage, but I would have to get into that another day. This spreadsheet is just basically telling me how much I made and then my net income is actually, hmm, do I take out the payroll as well? So my net income is actually the income minus the expenses minus the payroll. Payroll would be expenses actually minus the taxes and then after all of that right the profit or the net income net profit I have to explain this better some other time but basically I'm only being taxed on how much money I actually profited in the year not how much money came in but how much I profited from the year that's really important as a business owner to understand um, that's how our taxes are going to be different from everybody else's all right and then the other, I did show the payroll, right? The payroll tracking is just basically each month. And it's the same thing as the bottom of my income and expense spreadsheet. But each month I'm breaking down how I paid myself. This is my base pay. These are any reimbursements that I needed. This is how many tips. This is what was paid out on this day for this pay date. This is what was paid out on this day for this pay date. I choose to, so I have my five business accounts and then I have my personal banking accounts, right? I choose to pay myself every other week, just like as if I had a regular job. I don't know if this is going to work or not, but that's just in case I need to do like regular traditional stuff in my life, like applying for a house or applying for a car loan or something like that. Then it shows banks that I'm making steady income. Now I could be paying myself more, but that means I got to work more as well. So yeah, I could be paying myself more. However, I just want them to see that I'm making a, like a con a consistent amount of money every month. So I choose to pay myself every other week. This is what I get. This is my base pay plus reimbursement plus tips on the first payout. And then the next payout, this is the base pay that I'm getting. So that's just how I choose to pay myself. You, 
I think I would like to recommend that to people just to show like a consistent income in case you have to do traditional stuff because applying for things as a business owner is a lot harder to do versus if you can show like you work a regular job and get regular income, right? So like I said, if you're a patron, then you're already going to have access to these materials. If you are not a patron, then um, follow links in the show notes to get free copies of these tools. And then you'll have to set up a consultation to get help on how to like navigate them if you have any questions after this episode. Okay, okay. Next section. My goodness, this episode is longer than I want it to be. But hey, it is what it is. Next section is the things that you should be documenting. Income, expenses, food, etc. So income from the service you are providing And like I explained earlier, where it was provided. So let's say engineering at Rich Productions in their A room. How long was it provided for? Or how long did it take you to do the service? In my case, it would be how many hours the client booked, okay? How much did you charge? Do you have expenses associated with that? My expenses would be the studio rental. Like how much did it cost me to rent that space to be able to facilitate that service? Income, how did they pay you? Through cash, through cash app, through card, through check, through Venmo, through Zelle. How did they pay you? And then when did you deposit? We explain that with the income and expense spreadsheet, okay? And then the expenses. Keeping track of your expenses. So I have that column on that spreadsheet that we used or that we went through. Um, I want to read off some of the expenses that are mentioned in the Entrepreneur Tax Saving Guide by Carter Cofield. And if you want um, a copy of this, then again, that's going to be in the show notes. You can figure out how to get a free copy of that. Potential deductions, medical insurance, subcontractors. So a subcontractor for me would be when I outsource my mastering. I might go to Vibe House and say, hey, Can you master this? Well, whatever I paid him, he's now, I've now subcontracted that work out to him. So he's a subcontractor of me. Uh, Deductions, employees, so like payroll, family employees, payroll, annual meetings or retreats, capital expenses, equipment and furniture, business development, business travel, business board meetings, educational related to job, legal and accounting fees, qualified pension plans, meals and entertainment, compensation and salaries, office rent um, or commercial lease, office utilities, office supplies, business gifts, automobile insurance, property casualty insurance, advertising and marketing, depreciation of capital assets, taxes, property, payroll taxes, repairs and maintenance, interest on loans, parking fees, postage and shipping, telephones, uh, banking fees, consulting fees, seminars, trade shows, education, office expenses, research, experimentation, professional dues, uh, public service organization dues, casualty and theft losses, employee discounts at cost, and possibly others depending on what is normal and ordinary for your business, okay? But those are just some examples of the things that you could write off. Mileage, like you said, home office or studio. These are some things that you should be keeping track of. And if you have that spreadsheet that we just went over, then you can keep track of it that way. Or like I said, you could also download a tracking app. 
Um, a popular tool that most businesses use that I don't use yet because honestly, I don't want to pay for it and I don't feel like I make enough money to be paying for it. I can track it myself for now until I make the money. But QuickBooks is very popular. And then I heard somebody else talk about HoneyBook. I've heard that HoneyBook is very popular as well. Yes. All right. So next section, analyzing your trends. And this is something that I haven't done for myself yet, but I'm going to look over how many, like when I say analyzing trends, right? We want to be able to predict and plan for what could or could not happen. So when you're analyzing your trends, you're looking at how many days out of the month were you booked? Which days were you booked the most? Were you booked more on weekends? Were you booked more throughout the week? What time periods were you booked? Do you get more sessions after five o'clock? Do you get more sessions between 12 and four? Okay, so I'm gonna think about what was going on in the world as well during those times. So like January, February, March, April, after like April and May, like the summertime, typically the studio can be busier because people have just gotten their tax refunds. Um, kids are getting out of school. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the major reasons. People got their tax refunds and kids are not in school. Summer break is about to start or spring break is a thing. Or January sometimes can be really busy because you know, New Year's resolutions, people say they wanna get into the studio and finally record that song they've been thinking about all those years. So yeah, or Christmas and Thanksgiving time might be the slowest months because those are the big holiday months for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for New Year's, right? So that might be considered your slow season. How are we gonna prepare for that? So yeah, look at, and what I used to do when I was managing Rich Productions, I would analyze all of these things. It was really fun. It was a lot of work, but it was also a lot of fun. Analytics are cool for me. Um, really Rich KP says, what's up? Ike says, word, analytics are a beast. What up, Chance? Um, keeps costs down. Yeah, analytics, analytics keeps the cost down. Um, you're studying the culture of your business, basically. So it's to see when people are booking you, what days do you have off? So then like if you see that you don't really get sessions on Sundays and Mondays, maybe you can think to yourself, okay, I wanna give myself Sunday and Monday off because those are slow days anyway. And then you can see, all right, I usually get my most most of my sessions booked on Friday, Saturday. So I need to make sure that my weekend my off days are not on Fridays and Saturdays because those are gonna be your biggest days, your big money-making days, right? Ike says, right, good time for seasonal merch and projects. That's right, exactly. This is the time to plan for the upcoming spending, right? So what else? Um, so you're, you're figuring out trends for your clients and like the culture of how your clients are interacting with your business, but also you are figuring out your trends and your behavior for how you are moving during these times. So how many days off, which days of the week, pay attention to the days of the week. Sometimes the, the dates shift. So pay attention to what the days actually were if you are trying to compare last year to the upcoming year, right? I, I used to do all these things for Rich Productions and um, yeah, which room was getting booked more, the A room or the B room? So okay, this room gets booked more. We need to up the marketing for this room 
or we don't need to market for this room anymore. You know what I mean? So it's just stuff like that. It's great. It's great. Um, what did I write here? I'm going to think about what was going on in the world during that time that could have affected whether or not I made a good amount of money that month or not enough money. And we explained that with, you know, January is probably more busy because people are trying to fulfill their new year's resolutions versus November and December might be the slowest months because people are on holiday or their money is going towards Christmas and buying gifts for people. Um, will I advertise a certain service over another to generate more money from a less time consuming service? So this for me, I'm going to look at which, which service is making me the most money. And off the top of my head, I can tell you engineering does, but I would like to get more mixing projects because I can spend less amount of time, but I can get paid more for mixes. So like it would take me, let's say I make $25 an hour it will take me four hours to make a hundred dollars, right? Versus if I charge two to $300 for a mix, a mix might also take me four hours. I'm making more per hour in less amount of time with a mix. So I might consider, let me put some marketing towards getting mixing advertised to people and letting people know that I mix, you know? Um, or I get paid more for doing background vocals for people. Let me spend more marketing dollars on advertising the fact that I write songs, I can do background vocals, I can do vocal arrangement, stuff like that. So after analyzing the trends, you can plan how to either replicate the things you liked or eliminate the things you didn't like. Put new culture into action, like contacting clients to see, like do a quality check. Um, to ask for satisfaction. That's something that, something that I haven't done yet. And what I was doing for like the past two, three years for Lexi, anybody who worked with me in the previous year, I would send a thank you card. Like it's like, there's no money or anything in it, but it's just like, Hey, I just want to let you know that I appreciate the fact that you spent money with me last year. Thank you. And you know, that sticks with people. People appreciate little things like that. Let me read all these comments that Ike is putting in. Um, Ike says it's like knowing peak tide as a fisherman, business planning, that word culture, expound engineering versus mixing. Ike says I do music too. I'm expanding away from just writing. So I'm trying to learn the difference in all of the roles. And maybe that could be a um, episode that I do for Lex chat in the future. Would you be interested in that? Like I explain, um, the engineer, the producer, the manager, the vocal producer, the tracking engineer, the mixing engineer, the mastering engineer, um, the songwriter. There's also a producer like a beat maker and there's producer like an executive producer. Investor, if that's something you'd be interested in, then let me know. Finally, we are in the last section, okay? Planning your spending, all right? So planning your spending. Will I use part of my tax money, part of my tax return to pay for paid time off or paid vacation for myself? This is something that I did not consider until literally November, December of 2022. I really, something that would help my mental health is if I actually had money to go visit family. (laughs) If I had money to just go get a massage here and there, you know? 
what's hard about being an entrepreneur was be, was hard about being self-employed and working in studios is the fact that if I don't work, then I'm not making money. And if I do want to go take a trip, I need to make like triple the amount of money. I need to make how much I would have gotten paid that day. I need to make how much the trip is going to cost for whatever vacation I'm going on. And yeah, I guess double. I'll say triple because who knows how much a vacation costs, right? So it can be hard. It can be hard. But thanks to the planning that I've been doing over the years, I'm starting to get a little bit of a cushion to be able to do things like, and my family lives closer, (laughs) but being able to see my family drive to them or, you know, take a flight somewhere. Taking a flight somewhere is nice. So planning for your spending. After we've analyzed our trends, remember I mentioned like, you know, engineering is cool, but it's kind of getting... It's kind of getting me down, right? I want to put more marketing dollars in telling people that I mix. I want to put more marketing dollars in advertising that I sing for private dinners because I get paid literally like 300 an hour for that. Like literally, what am I doing? And sometimes with engineering, it takes me a whole week to make $300 just depending on what's going on at the time, you know? So that's something that I would keep in mind. Where is my marketing? Where are my marketing dollars going? Am I going to set aside money for paid time off for vacation for myself? Which months, which months, this one is the most important for me because October, November, December of 2022, the slowest in my life. I swear the slowest in my life. I don't remember it ever being that slow in previous years. Somebody told me it's probably because people ran out of PPP money and stimulus money. But anyway, this is important. Which months did I experience surplus? Which months did I experience deficits? So if I know that November and December are my slowest months, then I need to prepare my payroll if I want to continue, if I want to maintain a certain base pay, right? I need to make sure that I have a cushion that is going to protect me during those slow times, okay? So that could be the paid time off, that could be the vacation, but me, I don't wanna sacrifice my leisure fund. So what would happen is, right, when I made extra money, I would not pay myself extra. I would put that extra money into, for me, my profit account is my savings account. So when I made extra money, I would split that extra money between my payroll account and my profit account. And I I have a system for how I determine where I'm taking um, deficits from, right? So when I have extra money, I let it sit in the payroll account. So I have extra money in my payroll account or I put it in the profit account and that's just like my savings account, right? Um, If I, you need to have a plan for what do I do with extra money? Do not pay yourself more. Hold on to that money because you don't know when you're going to have a slow period. Hold on to that money so you can pay yourself the same amount throughout the entire year, okay? So think about what you're going to do when you get extra money. What are you going to do with that money? And then think about what you're going to do if you have a deficit, if you don't make a certain amount. So by the way, you should have a quota in your mind. How much money do I need to make every single month? to be able to pay my bills and take care of myself. 
for me, it's $1,700. If I can make $1,700 a month, and let me, and that has to be post-tax, right? So $1,700 for me is really like I need to make $2,300 to $2,500 a month to have enough money in my payroll account to afford to pay myself $1,700 a month. You know what I'm saying? So you need to set a quota for yourself, okay? How much money do I need to make in a month to pay my bills and expenses, all right? Or to pay for me to get my hair done. Like if you like a certain standard of living, then you better be willing to work that much to be able to pay for that standard of living. And then you better make sure that you make that much each month, you know? So yeah. And when it comes to like my deficits, right? So if I don't have enough payroll money, then I will take from my business expense account, okay? If I don't have enough in the business expense to cover the the deficit, then I will dig into my, what do I dig into? Then I will dig into my profit account. And typically those two things will cover whatever deficit was from that month, right? Another question, will I use my tax return to go towards savings that will act as a cushion for slower months? So we already talked about that. Good. And then planning spending, right? Um, for me this year, I want to pay off some credit card debt. I want to, what else do I want to do? I wrote this down somewhere. I feel like y'all all up in my business, me telling you my plans, but I hope that it sparks something for you as well. Right. And it's okay that this episode is a little bit longer than I want it to be. Whatever. So for me, right. Some goals that I have, I want to pay off some debts on my credit cards. I want to beef up some savings accounts. Something that I think is going to help me tremendously um, on my personal side, right? I have bills that I'm preparing for, like annual bills that I prepare, prepare for. An example of that would be my car insurance, which technically I pay that every six months, but every single month I'm still putting money aside to prepare to pay for it at the end of the six months. You know what I'm saying? So I've decided and realized that it would help me a lot if I already had that money versus having to put that money to the side every month. That would help me a lot. So one of my goals would be to have a savings account dedicated to paying for my insurance, which is like 13 to 1500 a year. So whenever that comes up, I can just pay it and I don't, I don't have to worry about where that's coming from. Something else that I have, um, like my profit account actually covers this for like some of y'all got distro kid that costs $20 a year for y'all to maintain that account. My profit account at the end of the year should have generated enough to pay for all of my annual fees in my business. So some of y'all pay $20 a year for distro kid. Um, what do I pay for? I pay for my website to be renewed. That's like 250 once a year. So I need to make sure based off of those two, I need to make sure I have $270 saved by the end of the year. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, or, um, the website hosting for my actual URL, I pay for that. I need to make sure I have that in my savings. So just think about, or like it costs $50 a year to renew the LLC, right? Those are like some annual costs that I think about and I make sure that's why the profit account actually is, um, I could either do it through the profit account or through the business expense. You can determine that for yourself. I'm choosing to do it through my profit account. I know that each year I'm going to have to pay this much. 
So by the end of each year, I should have this much accumulated in my profit. And then once I have that amount to cover those expenses, whatever extra could be like a pay bonus for myself, I just decided. But yeah, so some of my goals is to pay off credit card debt, beef up savings accounts and um, buy merchandise and then set aside money for marketing, set aside money to be able to shoot music videos and be able to do photo shoots. Those are some goals. So like a marketing expense that I know I want is like $50 a month to be able to pay for the advertising, the YouTube advertising for these Lex chats. So 50 a month times 12 is $600 a year. So $600 of my tax return, that will be for my marketing for the year on YouTube. If I wanted to do a playlist promo, I know a guy who does like $30 a month. So 30 times 12, 12, 24, 30, that's $360 a year, right? And that will help with playlist promotion. Just basically like what's important to you? What do you want to do? Um, if I wanted to start doing Facebook or Instagram ads, how much would it cost me to get in, to get a certain level of impressions every every month, I guess? And just, you know, do that. And then figure out like how much is a photo shoot which includes hair, makeup, wardrobe, and location. How much is that gonna cost? How many times do I wanna do that in the year? And how much money do I need to set aside to be able to do this amount of photo shoots in the year? So just thinking of stuff like that. And um, yeah, so I hope that this helped. Yeah, I really do. It's tax time. Um, let me know if you would be interested in like me sitting down with you personally. It will be considered a consultation if I like advise you on how to create these systems to help yourself as an entrepreneur, as someone who is self-employed, okay? Just let me know and we will set that up. But I sincerely hope that this helped. You know, we talked about bank accounts and spending. We talked about organizing your expenses how to keep track of all those things. We talked about what you should be keeping track of, what you can write off. We talked about analyzing your trends and we talked about planning your spending for the upcoming year. So I really hope it helped out. So, you know, next, this time of year, next year, you won't be so stressed out, okay? Okay. So yeah, that's the end of it. Thank you so much for hanging in there with me. I know this episode was much longer than I normally do, but um, yeah. If you enjoyed this and you want more Lex chats on the topic of money, then please let me know. I do do like Lexi, I do do. I do Lexi finance and Lexi finance tips on Instagram. If you wanna do, find me on there. Lexi underscore finance for finance tips. And it looks wavy on YouTube, that's crazy. So yeah, um, if you are listening or watching to this, listening to or watching this on YouTube, I do that every week, then please leave comments down below. Tell me what you thought about this. What do you need help with? What future topics would you like to hear in Lex chat? And uh, yeah, we do the live recording every Wednesday night on Instagram, you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, depends. It's between seven and eight when I start, but live conversation on Wednesday on Instagram at LexiATL, L-E-X-C-A-T-L on Instagram. If you missed the live conversation, then you can catch the replay on Mondays at 8 a.m. The replay comes on 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and now iHeartRadio, as well as some other lesser known podcast platforms, but I'm available on those platforms. If you are listening or watching on YouTube, like I said, like this, comment down below. What was your favorite part of the conversation? What do you need more uh, expansion on? Subscribe, hit the notification bell so you'll be notified each and every time I post a new piece of content. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, then please give me five out of five stars on a rating and leave a review. Let me know what you liked about the episode or tell me what you want to talk more about or tell me how I can improve on these Lex Chats. If you would like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then consider doing so by becoming a patron for as little as $5 a month to support me. And that will give you early access to content and shouts out, shout outs on uh, Lex Chat. <laughs> All righty. And uh, lastly, let's do the last mention of the sponsors, Eb Slade on Instagram at E-B-S-L-A-Y-E-D for full hair and makeup service. Tell her that Lexi sent you. She's based out in Atlanta. That's Eb Slade. And then Glory Apparel, God's Love Over Rebellious Youth.store or find them on Instagram at Glory Apparel One. Click on the link in their bio and buy from the Loved Ones Collection. Part of the proceeds go to sponsoring therapy sessions to help the mental and emotional health, health of those in need. And again, remember that I have a couple shows coming up. We've got Pan Yarder's Mass Band Sunday, February 19th indicator or stonecrest georgia that's at three o'clock at caribbean connection cultural center at 2620 park central boulevard it comes up as decatur or stonecrest just you know just you know 3 p.m you can pay at the door or you can get tickets online go to my website to figure out how you can get tickets there's the 90s sitcom prom we're gonna shop then party like it's 1999 get your dose of nostalgia there will even be a prom king and queen so try to be the best dressed in your best 90s outfit i will be performing along with a bunch of other artists ticket purchases help to get me and the other artists paid just make sure you click on my ticket selection the one that has parentheses lexi beside it this event is going to be held on saturday february 25th all day but the performances and the dance party don't start until 8 p.m at atlanta utility works at 2903 rn martin east point georgia see you there Smoke and Mirrors, lastly, Smoke and Mirrors. To celebrate the release of my first gospel song called Smoke and Mirrors, I'm giving away a total of $100 worth of gift cards or cash prizes. The first, our third winner, the winner who was drawn today at lit underscore train 25. Congratulations, his name is Henry. Congratulations, Henry. He's been following me for a while, so I'm really excited to be giving him some money. The other winners, congratulations to at Detroit Dope and at Child MC, who were the first and second winners, respectively. And now our third winner, lit underscore train 25. All right, congratulations. Two more names are gonna be drawn to win the remaining $40. Make sure you pay attention to my Instagram page at LexiATL and stay tuned to Lex Chat for the drawings, okay? Again, if you wanna enter the giveaway, there's a chance to win $40. You can get $20 or you can get the rest of the $40 if you got good luck, if you got them entries, you know. To enter the giveaway, to get one entry, you gotta be following me, LexiATL, on Instagram. You have to like the Smoke and Mirrors post. It is pinned to the top of my page, so you can't miss it. And then you have to comment Smoke and Mirrors emojis or just write Smoke and Mirrors, because apparently 
Android users don't have smoke and mirror emojis. So I will accept the text if you don't have the emoji. All right. And if you want extra entries, you can tag up to five people for five extra entries. You can share it on your stories and tag me one story share each day equals one extra entry, or you can buy it and download it on iTunes. Show me a screenshot of where you did that and you'll get 10 additional entries. Okay. There's a chance to win $40 here. So yeah. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Lex Chat this week. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace. This world of small.